Welcome to the Marketing Spotlight, where we share the career journeys of Michigan State University marketing alumni. I'm your host, Katie Sadler, and today with us, we have Allison Charette. Allison graduated from MSU in 2006 with a degree in marketing and is now the director of product marketing at Booksy. Allison, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Katie. Thanks for having me. We're really looking forward to learning more about you. Allison, you're a self-described marketer, manager, and freelancer who over the years has worked in many different settings, including cubicles and from your home. You've also opened businesses, including teaching Pilates, and you're passionate about writing and photography. You say that while some would call your career a dynamic career path, you call it one of passion. Can you tell us more about your passion-led career path? I'm a little bit of type A personality living in a type B body. I definitely, you know, upon graduating from Michigan State, I think I did what many people do and was just followed what I thought was the right linear path. And as I got into that linear path, I just realized that it didn't quite fit me. I didn't belong in a cubicle, at least in a traditional sense. And I didn't really belong in a day-to-day environment that was predictable. So over the years, I just kind of started to carve that away and picking off one piece at a time, taking my first job at Microsoft and then leaning on a smaller company, taking what I learned going to smaller companies and kind of learning about how smaller companies are built, which is typically on passion, right? And then eventually that kind of led me to rip off the biggest band-aid, which was leaving corporate America entirely and taking a bit of a mini retirement of sorts and opening a couple different businesses for myself, which actually I would say gave me the best exposure to marketing and business that I've had so far in my career. And only then did that kind of blossom into to the role that I'm in today. Allison, I think it's so ironic that you call your mini retirement the time frame when you were starting all of these other companies. Can you tell us a little bit more about like why you wanted to move away from working for somebody else and working for yourself? It was a couple things. So I think one is just like that constant curiosity. Like, what is it like on the other side of the fence? And it was always so intrigued by people that followed, you know, more creative career paths or maybe didn't follow this traditional route as that type A living in that type B body. I just always kind of was more inclined to follow. Even starting from the first days at Microsoft, I was always kind of exploring new passions and almost doing mini apprenticeships. I would meet with photographers teaching at the University of Washington and just try to understand like, how did you get to where you are today? I even explored becoming a tattoo apprentice at one point or a glass blower. Some of these dreams were stopped quickly. Like with glass blowing, I realized that a lot of them pop blood vessels in their cheeks. I didn't want that. Just took a lot of time to explore what other people were doing and how they got there. And I think that's what ultimately led me to rip off that Band-Aid and and try something for myself. And that didn't come until I had the confidence to do that. So Allison, starting at the beginning, maybe before you had the confidence to go off and do these things on your own and really build upon your creativity, start us with your first job right out of college. What was your job and how did you land that job? My first job out of college, I worked at Microsoft. I was a marketing manager, I think was my official title in the OEM division. 
which meant I was working with equipment manufacturers. The account I was assigned to was a name we all know, Hewlett Packard, and defining our collaborative relationship. So pre-install software was the thing back then. The cloud was just a, a concept that we were exploring. So got to work heavily on that joint partnership between the two companies, which was really, really interesting. Even got some global experience in that first role. How did I get there? <laughs> interesting story. I worked at the Lear Center when I was at MSU. And I think anyone who supervised me there knew that I just didn't want the jobs that everyone else wanted. I, of course, was, you know, a very motivated student. I was a motivated networker. Working at the Lear Center, of course, had a lot of exposure to different recruiters, but I always was trying to figure out what that other thing was. So I was looking at things like the Peace Corps or working for Greenpeace or doing something that made a larger impact on the world as a whole. It was interesting when I was at MSU, actually, I had a TA for an HR class and he now lives overseas. Him and I just grew to have a very interesting mentor-mentee relationship. Um, we would meet at Starbucks. He would give me Khalil Gibran books and we would talk about the world. And, you know, of course, college age, we're all very righteous and passionate. At least I was. I really looked up to him kind of guide where I was going at that stage of my life. And it just so happens that as I was nearing graduation, he was working in HR at Microsoft. He said, you know, Allison, why don't you fly out to Seattle? Microsoft recruited at MSU, but not in the business department. So he said, come fly out to Seattle for a few days, meet with my team, see how you like it. I'd never been to Seattle. I didn't know a single person there, but I love to travel. I kind of just told myself like, it's a free trip. I'll go. So I did. And I ended up interviewing for eight hours straight one day. And then on the plane ride home, they had made me an offer before I left Seattle. And so I just kind of very much had to struggle with this like path of passion, which ultimately we learned I ended up taking later in my career versus kind of following what I thought was right, which is more that type A linear path. Coming from a Midwestern family, blue collar, hard workers, I thought, okay, well, even if this isn't life-changing, world-changing role that I thought I would have, technology still has a really large impact on humans. And there's a deep connection between technology and empowering people. I could justify that there. And then I thought, hey, it might be nice to, you know, not continue to eat ramen noodles. And maybe it'd be nice to have like a real big job out of college. I ultimately decided to accept the job. And I was at Microsoft for roughly six years. So that's kind of how that all worked out. And Hans and I, to this date, still communicate quite readily and still a mentor in my life. So Allison, it sounds like your first role is just very different from where you are today. So tell us a little bit about how your first job out of college contrasts to your current role at Booksy. It's different and it's the same, right? I think technology has evolved immensely since my first job at Microsoft. Marketing plans were very structured. We had long development cycles and predictable plans when it came to product releases. Nowadays, 
everything is agile, right? So the world just moves faster. So that's one thing. I'm still very much working closely with product teams and working closely with technology. It's at a different pace. In many ways, it's serving similar communities, right? At Booksy, one thing we pride ourselves on is providing software to the on-software. So putting technology in the hands of people that maybe wouldn't otherwise use it so that they could get further in their lives. That can mean many things. And same thing at Microsoft, right? I think the difference being that the original job I had with HP was pre-installed software. So typically it was people buying laptops for business or college. There was the other component too, where Microsoft really did try to put technology in the hands of people that could benefit the most, which is those that have never used it before. So Allison, you're currently the director of product marketing. I think a lot of listeners are very familiar with marketing and they're also familiar with product development. Can you tell us what is involved in the space of product marketing and what your day-to-day work life looks like? How I would describe it to my mother, like I'm just a translator. So what I'm doing is taking all of the great work that our product team is doing in Poland and then packaging that up. And I'm making sure that it's easily digestible to the market, to the end user. In the same light, we need to take everything we know about the market and the end user and the consumer and make sure that our product teams know how those people need their products built to function at the best of their ability. So it's kind of this two-way conversation that's happening all the time. Are our products fitting the needs of the market? And yes, if so, how do we talk about them and make sure that they're resonating with the people on the ground? So it sounds like you kind of bridge the gap between the developing team and the like brand marketing team to help bring together UX, design, insights, market trends, consumer behavior. Would you say that that's a fair assessment? Yeah. I mean, product marketing really, it's interesting because it's one of those organizations that really touches almost everything. So it is a really fun place to be because you get to one, work with a lot of people across global teams. Yes, we're working with our product team in Poland, but then we're also enabling regional marketing teams around the globe. I would say that is a fair assessment, but I would say there's probably even more to it than that. And Allison, when you graduated from MSU, did you picture yourself in a role like this? Did you know that this was an option for a marketing degree? I don't even know if I knew what job I was going into when I started at Microsoft. I didn't ever quite imagine myself where I am today because I think I had imagined myself riding an elephant in Africa and had no idea that I would find peace in a path that felt maybe more predictable than, than I initially wanted. That's very fair. Would you say that there's any like nuances to working in the tech industry? Because you started in tech, you're now back in tech again. You took kind of a break from tech, but it seems like you started and are again back in that space. So is there something that draws you in to tech specifically? Yeah, tech moves fast. And I am definitely... I thrive off of productivity. I like that every day is constantly changing. You wake up, you're working on a specific project, you ship it. Okay, next thing, let's go. So I really do like the pace. As much as the ambiguity of tech can be frustrating, for me, I do enjoy that every day is different and that there's complex challenges. I think one thing that I didn't realize in my semi-retirement was that 
my brain needed more. Obviously, was doing a lot of things as an entrepreneur, had my hands in a lot of different projects, diverse projects. But when I started this role at Booksy, I remember coming home and telling my husband, like, I'm hungry all the time because my my brain hadn't been used at this capacity in a while. So I think that's a really interesting thing about the work that you do and how it can physiologically impact you. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it, it sounds like you still have a lot of these passion projects that you balance with your full-time job as the director of product marketing. So do you have any advice for people who want to have side hustles, I suppose you could say, or other passion projects outside of their day job? Yeah, like do them. We are always our own worst enemy, right? So if you say, I don't have time to do that, or I'll do it once I get the next promotion, or I have a break in my career, it just won't happen. So if you're really passionate about something, carve out time. I do remember even when I was working at Microsoft, even in a world where remote work wasn't really a thing yet, I have a big passion for art and there was a drawing class I wanted to take, but it it landed in the middle of the afternoon. I went to my boss and I said, hey, like, you know that I get my work done. I'm happy to work after hours from two to four on Tuesdays and Thursdays, go to this drawing class. And he said, yes, Absolutely. Don't tell yourself no before you have the conversation. So there's many ways to work out things like that. And a lot of times you might find that by taking on that passion project, it actually supplements and makes your day-to-day better. One from like an emotional well-being perspective, but then also because it gives more to your work, gives you more perspective. I think that makes a lot of sense. Like be hungry and go after your passions and don't let anything hold you back. So Allison, what would you say you've taken a lot of risks in your career um, with, you know, what you call your retirement of taking a step back and doing a lot more entrepreneurial work? What would you say is one of the biggest risks that you've taken in your career? I think there's a difference between actual risk and perceived risk. Tell us more. I thought my biggest risk was leaving Microsoft, right? Like I thought, that when I left Microsoft, I was kind of one, I was giving up some of my stock options or what was vesting in the next five years wasn't going to be mine. And that that felt really daunting to me and scary. And I still ended up working at quite a large company, right? So it wasn't like I was giving up those things entirely. But then I kind of just kept taking small bites and I'm like, okay, so I'll work at a smaller company. Now I'll work at a even smaller company. And now, okay, now I guess I'll work for a startup in South Africa. Why not? And every time I did it, I just realized that I always landed and it was fine. There was no repercussions for trying something new other than like I was talking about before, other than I got more perspective. I had many more opportunities in my career to be humbled by different audiences that I was serving, different cultures that I was working with, different people that I was surrounded by. My perceived risk was that I was giving up on all the monetary attachments that were promised to me in the security of a large company. But the actual risk was not leaving and exploring what else was out there because only then did I actually, one, I think gain real experience. You know, you have to fall in once in a while to really understand what's happening. If you're always comfortable, you're not going to grow. So the risk definitely paid off, you would say. Yeah. Is there anything that you would have done differently? 
I don't think so. Cause like there's little things where I'm like, well, maybe I should have done that sooner. But the thing is, it's like everything happens the way it does. And if I hadn't left Microsoft when I did or joined K2 in Denver or quit my job and then became a Pilates instructor, I probably would never be where I am today, which I think finally at 36, I can say that I've like found that balance where I can feel really proud and capable at work, but then completely segment my personal life and put myself entirely there as well. So Allison, if you could give 20 year old you advice, you're standing on MSU's campus and you're still a marketing student, still going to marketing classes. What advice do you wish you could give yourself? I would tell myself it'll be fine. Like anything you do will be fine. I think I definitely get lost in decisions a lot. I think I overanalyze every single aspect. Even every year when I'm picking my health insurance, I have to do at least three hours of calculation. Just pick the plan and keep moving, right? So I think we have to learn to trust ourselves a little bit more. And I wish I had done that earlier on. Not because it would have changed my path, but maybe then I would have felt less anxious about every single step and just trusted the process. That makes a lot of sense. Would that be the same advice that you would give current marketing students? Or is there any other advice that you would want to give our listeners? Yeah, I think for current marketing students that are looking at the next few years, few months even will look like, I think it's important to remember that There's many opportunities out there. And even if they don't seem like the perfect fit, everything is a stepping stone. And you might find that something that kind of comes upon you, maybe you didn't initially see the packaging as attractive, but once you start to peel away the layers, you might realize that there's something in there that you didn't expect. Allison, one last question for you. For students who are interested in marketing, but haven't chosen a major, or for listeners who are considering a career path change, What's one thing that you think they should know about marketing? So a little bit about how I got to marketing, and maybe that'll help. I started, my college career was a lot like my actual career. Started my college career at U of M in the architecture program. Obviously, I'm a creative person. I thought architecture was this great way to make money, but also be creative. Second semester, three days in, I sat in my first drawing class. And we drew straight lines for four hours straight. And I was like, oh no, like I thought I was going to be Frank Lloyd Wright in like six months. Like there's no way I'm going to have to draw straight lines forever. I ditched the architect idea, started exploring just random classes. I was like, okay, well maybe the sciences are for me. So then I was like, okay, pre-dent, pre-med. Turns out I don't really want to take chemistry. And then I just signed up for a marketing class. And I was like, all right, so what's this guy got to tell me? I had never explored business school as an option. And then I realized that kind of marketing was one of those jobs that you could truly like define your own path. It was creative in that you often get to work with creative people, creative agencies, creative concepts, but it was also flexible in the way that a marketer doesn't have to do online advertising or a marketer doesn't have to do product marketing or branding. There's a lot of many, many different options for marketers. And I think that's what was really attractive to me was that I could still claim my major without really claiming my major because marketing was really an endless opportunity to kind of define my own path. 
what would I say, you know, for those who haven't picked a major or are exploring marketing is that, you know, maybe just take a class and it's an elective and sit down and kind of just digest the information and see if it opens up any ideas for you rather than thinking that declaring your major as of marketing means that you have to be a VP of marketing or, or whatever, because you don't, you could, you could become a marketer and then open your own business with plenty of amazing experience to help you do literally anything that you want. Awesome. Allison, that is a fantastic note to end on. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Katie. Thanks for having me. And for our listeners who are interested in connecting with Allison, you can find her on LinkedIn. Make sure you also check out our other episodes of the Marketing Spotlight to see where MSU marketing grads are now. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and basically everywhere where you currently listen to podcasts. We'll see you next time.